Well, hello, church family. Oh, this is my. Pastor Scott, and I'm joined once again by Pastor Kevin as we are here. Good the, morning, church. Yeah, for the post-sermon wrap-up podcast as we uh, take a closer look together at this past Sunday sermon from Ephesians chapter 4 as we wrapped up chapter 4 here and talk about the nature of transformed relationships. So, hmm. uh, Kevin, you talked a lot here about... Uh, kind of this new identity in Christ uh, and this uh, mindset of repentance, yep. this kind of threefold aspect of repentance that is a kind of putting off the new self, renewing of the mind, and then a putting on the new self, which all three of those elements are pretty much uh, evident here in this last passage in Ephesians 4, Yeah, um, but has a a transforming effect on the way that we relate to other people. So Yeah. So uh, let's do an exercise. Yeah. I got a I got a creative idea. Okay. You don't know I'm gonna do this. Excellent. So I want you to think about a um a monkey. <laughs> Are you going bananas right now? Are you thinking about a monkey? Describe this monkey to me. It's, I want you to think about this monkey. It's brown. It's brown it's, monkey, okay. Uh, hanging from a tree. It's got a long tail. Okay, what's this it monkey is... doing? Uh, take him from a tree. <laughs> Eat a banana. He's, okay. Uh, he's making loud screeching noises at okay. the passerbys. So. Okay, good. Now, I want you to stop thinking about this monkey that's hanging uh, in a tree, making loud screeching noises at passerbyers that's got a long tail. What are you thinking about right now? I'm thinking about a monkey. So, <laughs> so see, this, is, this is, illustrates mm -hmm. the exact principle of repentance. If all you're trying to do is stop thinking about that monkey, what mm -hmm. you're going to be thinking about is that monkey. Yeah. The only way you could stop thinking about the monkey is start thinking about the pink elephant. Like, oh man, this pink elephant has really heavy feet, real long nose, real short tail, big, big elephant. That's, and that's the whole key of biblical repentance. We focus on the put on mm -hmm. more than the put off. Mm -hmm. And we do that by the renewing of our minds. God's spirit gives us a brand new uh, faculty, a spiritual mm -hmm. faculty to see and savor Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Isn't that glorious? It is, yeah. And obviously then, as we talked about on Sunday, has a lot of practical implication for the way that we live out our lives here. So Paul really kind of hones in on five key areas of Mm -hmm. I mean, really Christian living, if you yeah. will, right? Like, it's, when, it, when we boil it down, this is Christian living at its uh, most practical yeah. level. So I want to just talk a little bit more in detail today because, I mean, Sunday was so great. As you said, you could have done a sermon on each of these five uh -huh. points, which you kind of have in some <laughs> I have. Some when we went through Matthew, we did a lot yeah, of those. A yeah. lot of these were in that, that Sermon on the Mount series, which I uh, encourage you to go back and listen to. But... Um, the, the nice thing about the podcast here is it allows us to maybe just go a little bit more into some practical layers that we didn't have time for on Sunday. And so just want to want to do that today if you're a listener so that you can just think about what are some other practical ways that this applies to us. So, um, Kevin, I'd be curious as you think about, you know, you brought in a, a, uh, a title from a sermon uh -huh. that was used for this section and remind me, it had something to do with social media, yeah, right? Yeah, it said so, uh, how Christians should use social media. So a very, <laughs> a very uh, a pinpoint way of looking at this text through a modern uh, application. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of really good stuff there. So, you know, that was not a focus on Sunday's sermon, but maybe it would be helpful for us in an age where... 
uh, social media is just incredibly relevant. In fact, for most people, you know, they probably check their social media of some sort two, three, four times already this morning. So uh, how do some of the principles that we talked about on Sunday um, really shape the way we think about um, our social media usage? Yeah. So, you know, verse 25 called us from deception to truth. Mm-hmm. And verse uh, 29 and 30 called us from destructive words to constructive words. And I, mm-hmm. I think both of those uh, those passages really have relevance when it mm-hmm. comes to how we view social media, how we it re- relate or interact with social media. So often it's easy on social media to um, be spreading lies, to be trafficking in deceit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of ways that the Social conspiracy. The conspiracy, yeah. Mm-hmm. The social media algorithms kind of only mm-hmm. show you what you want to see, and so you only get one side mm-hmm. of the truth. Mm-hmm. And um, and so this is just really wise for people to understand, for Christians to understand that social media <laughs> is not actually a safe place to vent. Mm-hmm. Social media is a public. Uh, platform. You know, one of the things that I've been fascinated about as a pastor is that people will express themselves on social media in a way that they would not be comfortable expressing themselves mm-hmm. in a in a public yeah. conversation. There's a with, boldness that is brought on by the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And almost as if it's like, well, this is a licensed place to mm-hmm. vent mm-hmm. or to, you know, people will, somebody will cut them off in the Walmart mm-hmm. parking lot and they'll get on social media. I see this mm-hmm. and they'll be this, whoever this person is in this car with this color. And mm-hmm. I just want you and like, oh my, like it's justified anger. It's uh maybe in our mind, it's kind of that second point, right? That, that what we think is righteous anger when it's really not. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, this is not the spirit of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, and, and frankly, I, I would love to encourage our Newcastle family to say, think about your social media as a ministry mm-hmm. platform, mm-hmm. not as a personal venting platform. You say, well, these are just my closest friends. These are just the people that know me. These are the mm-hmm. people. Well, if these are the people who are your closest friends and mm-hmm. these are the people who know you, then my question is, how are you seeking to build them up mm-hmm. with your words so that you're not tearing them down? Let your words be seasoned with mm-hmm. grace. Mm-hmm. Colossians 4 says, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, how does it say it here? It says, uh, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Frankly, a lot of what's said on social media is nothing more than putrid, mm-hmm. rotten words. Mm-hmm. That's done in a justified way that somehow makes me feel good because I've torn somebody down, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've harmed anybody because I've just thrown it out into the atmosphere of the cyberspace. Yeah, and it's like no, no, no. Like God, what comes out of the mouth, what comes out of the fingers that are typing, is a reflection of what's in our hearts, mm-hmm. and God has changed our hearts so that now we can move from selfishness to love. Yeah, and so social media, I think, I just really want to encourage us. Think of it as a ministry platform. This is a public, mm-hmm. very public. More people are going to see your social media than are going to hear your conversations that you have in a in a um, mm-hmm. you know in a restaurant with one of your friends. Mm-hmm. And so, think about 
how you're portraying and witnessing to the glory of Christ which on is, social media. Which is a great blessing, but it also has, as we mentioned here, these it's a pitfall, right? Yeah. For people, if not used well. I, I mean, as I, I talk with parents and people about, you know, social media, because, you know, for a lot of people, it's uh, like, oh, no, we don't touch that thing. Because there are certainly real dangers there. But, it, you know, it's it's very much one of those neutral things that, you know, just like a money that, yeah. you know, how you use it will dictate right. if it's actually good or bad. Um, and so I, I think to myself, like, man, if you were to go back right now, maybe this is an exercise for you. If you or somebody who is a social media user, go back and look at the last 10 posts perhaps that you have put out there right so uh, consumption is another aspect of this but certainly we're talking about this from a what are you putting out there thing look the last 10 things and ask yourself how many of those things were beneficial to spreading truth or constructing others or building others up or how many of those things were used as a way to uh, deceive or to sow seeds of doubt, to vent anger, to be destructive in your words, and and ask yourself: Is this really the attitude, yeah. the heart of Christ that that you're being called to? And sometimes you're like, well, mine doesn't do either. It's yeah. you know, it's you know, these just funny little pictures, pictures or, memes of or whatever cats smiling. Yeah, and <laughs> which is you know that can be harmless, but uh, at the same time, we ask ourselves. Is this what's most beneficial, right? I want to go back to verse 25 because I didn't actually get to talk about this on Sunday enough um, where it says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. We talked about Mm -hmm. how we're organically united in the body of Christ. And so a a deception in, in my life actually harms the whole body. But keep in mind, one of the things I didn't bring out on Sunday, and this is profound, what... In the context, what deception and mm-hmm. deceit has he been talking about? He hasn't just been talking about telling untruths. He's mm-hmm. been talking about the deceit and deception of hard-heartedness, of sin. What's the truth he's been talking about? Well, in verse uh, 20, he's talking about the truth is what Jesus has taught you. The truth is in Jesus. He's been talking about the truth of the gospel. Back in verse 15, he says, speaking the truth of the gospel, you build up each other. So mm-hmm. I actually think the first application, not the only application, but the first application of verse 25 is not just speak things that are true. You're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I posted that on my Facebook page because it is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, maybe it is the reality. Mm-hmm. But is it gospel? Mm-hmm. Is it life-giving truth? Is this the kind of truth that builds up the body? Or is this the kind of truth that just enrages people yeah. and tries mm-hmm. to build an yeah. army of a camp of people that agree with you yeah. in some cyberspace? Like, oh, church, let's be wiser than this, mm-hmm. please. Let's let's not be naive. Let's not be like children. Mm-hmm. Let's not be foolish in how we're handling our social media mm-hmm. and our communication. Our words matter and God desires for our words to be words that may give mm-hmm. grace to those who hear. So mm-hmm. great exercise. Go through the last 10 posts. And I would say, in addition to saying, are they true? Say, are these last 10 posts, what do they reveal about the nature of my contentment yep. and my satisfaction in Christ? Yep. Would my friends look at this and say, man, this person's really angry. This yeah. person is all, their hope is in politics. Yeah, Their hope is in the school system changing. Their hope is in, you know, this person's just angry at the world. Or would they say, man, this is a this is a person who has is walking by faith in Christ and entrusting Christ 
for life and and death you know so yeah. i love it now we could spend again we could keep going on this but i want to give some attention to some of these other uh aspects here i hinted at already but really that the second point we talked about on sunday was really about that idea of what does it look like to distinguish between righteous anger yeah and sinful anger yep you know because i think we are very quick to want to justify anger yeah. and assume that if it's my anger then it must be right so how do we distinguish righteous anger from yeah. <laughs> just simple. Well, just simple. as a quick review, remember, anger is just an emotional energy that is exerted to correct a perceived wrong. So if the perceived wrong is actually just my offended pride, mm -hmm. then there's no such thing as righteous anger. Yeah. But so righteous anger has to correctly perceive the wrong as being harm to the glory of God or harm to others. Mm-hmm. And then that righteous anger uses that energy, that emotional energy that rises up within us when we see mm -hmm. that something is wrong. Somebody has, somebody has dishonored God or somebody has dishonored somebody else, mm -hmm. not me. Then that emotional energy swells up within us so that we would be energized to pursue righteousness or shalom in love mm -hmm. for God and love for others. <clears throat> so righteous anger always looks like love. Mm-hmm love for God and love for others. But uh, even righteous anger quickly sours and becomes mm -hmm. unrighteous anger, selfish anger, when we hang mm -hmm. on to it. And so this whole, you know, verse 26 and 27 is really saying, hey, don't give Satan an opportunity mm -hmm. to blind you with the bitterness of seething, boiling anger. Like, deal with anger today. Like, mm -hmm. if you're energized to love God or to love others better uh, and to pursue righteousness and justice, then use that energy today. Don't sit on that energy because mm -hmm. that energy will destroy you and cause you to blow up mm -hmm. or clam up in selfish anger mm -hmm. if if you hang on to that too long. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, Sunday we were processing with our life group and I was just struck again by how much of your new identity in Christ really transforms the way that you respond two situations. And I'm even struck here by the end of verse 32. I know this is the last point, but with this idea from, from fighting to forgiveness, but because God has been so gracious to me, yeah. I, I remind myself that Christians should be the most gracious, yeah. the most compassionate, the most forgiving, the most constructive, the most, uh, uh, generous you know yeah. like, i look at yeah. all these different things like as a christian so often we look I, you, you look at the church and, and it's you just ask the question why are we so easily offended by because, these things right right the answer is because we're nearsighted and we're forgetful mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we we and, and scripture reminds us of this over and over. This is why we read the scripture, yep. by the way, every day. Somehow mm -hmm. we can turn this podcast into, mm -hmm. this is why you need to read the Bible every day. Because, every sermon could be the because, why you need the Bible. Because, because we're so forgetful. Mm -hmm. We're so nearsighted. We forget the realities of our gospel blessings. Like, oh, forget not the blessings of our God. You are so right, Scott. Like, mm -hmm. we we should not forget all that mm -hmm. we have been given. If we, if we remember who we are in Christ, mm -hmm. if we remember how gracious and forgiving he's been to us, if we remember Romans 12, mm -hmm. Romans 12 that says, leave room 
leave place is the same word for don't give place or opportunity to the devil mm -hmm. in this text. Yep. In that place, in Romans 12, it says, leave room for the wrath of God. Yeah. Let God's be the avenger. Yeah. Don't take vengeance yourself. So we got to remember, it's not our mm -hmm. job to bring justice to the world. It's not. Yeah. God clearly says, Romans 12, hey, leave room for me to bring, yeah. bring uh, justice or revenge. That's not mm -hmm. yours. You, you Christians are called to overcome evil mm. with good. Yeah, good overcome summary. selfishness mm -hmm. with love. Mm -hmm. And oh, if it, God's church would rise up and be an army of compassion and generosity and love. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a testimony for the glory of Christ that would be. Oh, I just, I grieve so much. We're coming into election year and I know it's, but it's like I grieve so much when I see my brothers and sisters at Newcastle Bible Church so wound up about politics. Mm -hmm. Oh, I grieve it. It mm -hmm. makes me sad. Mm -hmm. It makes me really, really sad. Not because I don't think we should go and vote. Go mm -hmm. and vote. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But like, please stop living as if your hope and your happiness and your mm -hmm. satisfaction in life is found in the next regime who lasts for four years. Like, yeah. please, like, yeah. let's be wise yeah. to see past the foolishness of the short-sighted, near-sighted, mm -hmm. forgetful gospel amnesia mm -hmm. that the church seems to have today. We are God's children. Mm -hmm. We are loved. What do you say? I, I, mean, I don't know. No, I, I, I share your sentiment. Sometimes we... We live as if we expect God's kingdom and all the blessings to be here and now, and but yeah, this is not this is not the way that we're called to to live. We're called to respond to whatever situations in a manner that reflects the love of Christ. And so it's just, and so because we're forgetful and because mm -hmm. we are nearsighted, let's remind each other with mm -hmm. our language, with our speech, with our words so that we're speaking the gospel yeah. with one another. And we're not spreading deceit, mm -hmm. so that we're not letting corrupting talk come out of our mouths, but what is good for building up, that it might give grace to those who hear. So let's be a church family, Newcastle, that is constantly encouraging each other with the promises of God and the glories of our blessed inheritance and position mm -hmm. in Christ. Well, I think it's worth just taking a few extra minutes today because we, there's one other area that we, we talked about on Sunday that I think was just really helpful and might have uh, might have poked some buttons with some people in, in a good and necessary way. And so that was with this uh, third idea that um, we are to be people who are going from stealing to, to sharing. Yeah. And, you know... You you really brought out the point that stealing goes beyond just when robbing a bank <laughs> when when Scott Ganesi was a little child and he took you know the little caramel piece confession time at the grocery store yeah right right, right. Like, yeah so that was that was obvious stealing but it, stealing is much more than that so think about uh, help us think about how this relates to um, you, you started to maybe go into a few areas of practical application. For our daily lives, especially for those who are in the workforce, maybe yeah, talk about yeah. that, um, how we might think about this yeah. principle. It's interesting today, it's, it's uh, become uh, identified that in our current culture, there's a trend called quiet quitting. Mm -hmm. People don't actually turn in their resignation and quit their jobs. Mm -hmm. They just stop working mm -hmm. as hard. They stop caring. Mm -hmm. They just 
coast. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. I thought, boy, compared to what God calls us to do as employees, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to read it in uh, Ephesians chapter 6 later, and he's like, hey, employees, obey your, your, your bosses with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as servants of Christ doing the will of God from the mm-hmm. heart. Like God's children should be the most diligent, faithful, joyful workers that are Mm -hmm. seeking to make their bosses, their supervisors, successful for the glory of Christ to the best that they can, even if Mm -hmm. their supervisor is not a believer. Mm -hmm. Like every supervisor in Central Illinois should say, I want to hire a person who goes to Newcastle Bible Church. Mm -hmm. I want to hire a Christian. Because if I hire a Christian, I know they're Mm going to work hard and they're going to really help me accomplish Mm -hmm. the goals that we've set for our organization. But you see this trend in the world that's all about quiet quitting, mm-hmm. coasting. And really, it's, it's mm-hmm. believing the lie that my employer and my job exist to serve me. Mm-hmm. And that somehow I'm entitled mm-hmm. to having these rights and privileges in my yeah. job. Yep. Um, it's interesting. I, I bring this up a little bit uh uh, scaredy cat, because I know that as soon as I say this, I'm going to get four emails <laughs> because there's probably only five people that listen to this podcast, but four of them are going to send me. Email. I don't know. But I, and so this could be totally misunderstood. Please don't misunderstand me. But I just was thinking about this and I was thinking, okay, in our, in the workplace, there's two ways in which stealing can happen. Mm-hmm. First is from the employer. Mm-hmm. The employer can steal from his employees. In other words, mm-hmm. not pay them what they're due. Mm-hmm. And the scriptures go on in verse nine of chapter six of Ephesians: mm-hmm. Masters, stop your threatening, knowing that it is both that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven. There's no partiality. Mm-hmm. So God has God's mm-hmm. like, don't steal mm-hmm. as the employers. Mm-hmm. And in our culture, one of the things that has helped in the last 100 years or so, maybe 150, I don't know the history well enough, mm-hmm. but in the last 100 years, I'm going to say, uh, God has allowed unions mm-hmm. to be formed in the workplaces mm-hmm. to help protect, to help protect yeah. the employees mm-hmm. from the abuses of these selfish employers. Mm-hmm. And that's been a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's been a very good thing. So again, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to be like political. I'm not trying to play politics. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I understand that yeah. there's a good reason for unions to come in and help advocate for mm-hmm. what is right mm-hmm. and what is due to the employees. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, so often today we see these unions who have grown to have such power mm-hmm. and kind of lost their limited mm-hmm. <laughs> lane where now... Unions are coming to somebody who mm-hmm. works really, really hard in the factory, and they're saying, "Hey, stop working so hard because you're making us look bad." Mm-hmm. Or, "Hey, you know, you've Strong you've, other people, you've yeah. worked here mm-hmm. for years, so you don't have to work anymore. Just come collect your check. We're going to get young people to come and do your work." And mm-hmm. and that thinking, yeah. again, I'm not trying to be political. I'm not trying to be a a, a, a blue or a red here. I'm just saying, biblically speaking, mm-hmm. that effect of the unions on the workplace is not good. Mm-hmm. That is also stealing. That's mm-hmm. the same quiet quitting. Mm-hmm. And so as Christians, we ought to move from stealing to sharing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and whether you find yourself in a union environment or whether you find yourself in a managerial position, 
The point is the same for all of us. It doesn't matter if you're red or blue. The point is the same for all of us. God's spirit has given us a new identity in Christ. And we must let Jesus define how we think about work and how Mm -hmm. we think about stealing rather than our culture. And so if you find yourself in one of those positions where maybe you're uh, in management and you have to work with unions or you're in the trades and you have to work with unions or you're in the factories and you have to work with unions, I just want you to be wise. Mm -hmm. It's not being pro-union or anti-union. It's just being Mm -hmm. Christ-like and saying, Mm -hmm. how can I work in this environment in a way that I move supernaturally from stealing Mm -hmm. to to sharing? To sharing, yeah. Which, I mean, that's the other part of this, right? Like, is the reason you're working hard is not even just for your own personal benefit, right? Obviously, you're helping your employer. You're helping yourself, but... At the end of the day, the the motivation for this is that you would have something to share with anyone in need. That's right. right? It's all about generosity. It's, it's all about receiving so that you can give it away, right? That's so we God's could we program. could we could we could go into a whole nother uh, <laughs> yes, sermon and talk here on just generosity in general, right? Like this stewardship of God giving us funds for the particular use of gospel ministry to help other people, to serve other people, and not just even this mindset of saving up so you can just have a, you know, really luscious retirement for 30 right. years, right? right? That, that, that defeats the whole purpose That's as selfish. well. It's right. selfish. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so much we could talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, we've already talked for 25 minutes. This is going to be turned into another sermon. It Maybe will. we should just do this on Sundays. You and I, I come know. up together. and We should have just done a uh, five-parter on this, apparently. <laughs> but, no, we appreciate your attention, church. It's fun to, to do these things. Uh, you know, we, we enjoy, even on Mondays, just pastors just processing it and thinking about all the ways that we'd love to share more with our church than what we uh, often have time for. So we just trust that this can be encouraging for you today if you have questions if you're a listener to this and you have more follow-up questions that you have as a result of anything we've said today uh please uh, do not hesitate to message myself or pastor kevin we'd love to to take those and if there's more things that need to be talked about next week we'd be happy uh to do so but uh, we are going to turn our attention this week we are going into chapter five anything that would be helpful for us to prepare for for sunday what we're going to be getting from lust to love. Okay. And uh, just really thinking about purity. And mm-hmm. so what does it mean to mimic and imitate God in the privacy of our thoughts and our relationships uh, with sexuality? So mm. um, very convicting message coming up. So Once again, very practical in our day and age, but also back in that day as a yes. day and age as yeah. well. Nothing new under the sun. That's right. So thank you, church. We appreciate your time today. And trust that God will bless you the rest of this week. Love you.